Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my partner in crime, Craig McDonald. Welcome back, Craig. So Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be podcast. here. Yeah. yeah. Always work it away and Kitty's like, Oi, we're going to do the podcast. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Scream at him. At that time already. <laughs> From the other room, I'm like, hurry up. I've got a call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Anyway. Communication game on point <laughs> as per usual. Yeah. So today we thought we'd uh, talk about calories and macros and what are they. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the benefits of tracking, but, you know, how do you work out your calories and macros and I guess the sort of different Phases that you can do, so maintenance, you can eat in a surplus or you can eat a deficit to lose uh, body fat. So maybe first of all, um, because you know what I I think, I think, you know, I always like to tell you what I think at the start. Mm, This Um, is good. (laughs) You know, prior to finding you and learning about macros and calories, you know, I just did all these crazy ass like diets where I just totally cut carbs and sugar and thought that, you know, to lose weight or get the body that I wanted, I need to do, had to go into extreme restriction, which obviously always backfired because, you know, depending on how good my willpower was, you know, I'd last for a while and then I just completely fall off the fucking wagon and, you know, end up face first eating large Domino's pizzas. Like my friends used to laugh at me like, fuck, you can just put away some food here, you know, I'd have these epic binges and then I'd be straight back on the wagon on Monday, you know, um, but, you know, once I met, I met you and learned how to strength train and actually track properly and accurate, accurately, I realized that I didn't need to do these extreme things anymore. And actually learning about calories and macros and en- energy balance and going through the whole process and learning about it really did set me free. Um, you know, recently, because I'd been doing a sort of building phase for a while and, you know, you know, probably had a few too many drinks over Christmas and, you know, had had a few too many meals out and I just put on a little bit of body fat, you know, over that period um, and the building period and I wanted to lose it. So I just did a small deficit, which was, so for me, 2,600 calories is a deficit, is a small deficit. And in three weeks I'd lost the body fat that I'd which put just, up. Just on that, what, like as a percentage, is that like like 10% or 15%? Well, I'm, where you now were? I'm now at maintenance, I'm eating about 28, 2,900 calories. So what's that? About, about 10%? Uh, it's probably a little bit more. So I think it's, I don't do math that way. Well, let's work. Let's say it's. Let's, let's work it out. I think it's about twenty nine hundred. Uh, oh, twenty nine thousand times by point nine. Yeah, so twenty six ten. So it's okay. only 10%. there you go. Yeah, ten percent. No. Um, and it didn't take that long either. Obviously, you know, I'm quite strong, and I didn't have that much body fat to lose, and I'm quite active. But you know, I think uh, and your training took a step back over that. It was hard to train as hard as I would usually do because I would be eating in a slight surplus. Um, uh, But anyway, you know, I just, I think, and I think a lot of women look at this and think, oh, it's going to be too restrictive and, and, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to find it too overwhelming. Um, And, you know, they're they're busy with their kids, but I think it really is worth putting the time in to learn this because once you learn it, you're free. And it's like anything, you know, I always say to women in our program, like you've got kids. I'm like, fuck, if you can raise kids, you can totally yeah. learn how to do this. And I actually interviewed this client of Saturate. She's amazing, Emily. And she's basically reversed her autoimmune condition. Um, you know, now she's introduced strength training, walking three days a week. You know, she takes all Saturate supplements. And she said she was really didn't want to track her food. 
for that same reason. But what she said to me is now she's actually found it quite freeing and planning ahead and she's feeling better and she can see, she's like, wow, you know, I didn't realize I was under eating protein and I was overeating fat. And just by making these small changes and getting more consistent, you know, building muscle now, I'm sleeping better, you know? So I just, I think it's just such a valuable tool uh, and, such a great education process to go through because then you'll never have to rely on another crappy quick fix diet again. And you won't have to eat 1200 calories to get the body that you want. So let's first talk about what are calories? Yeah. So the calories are essentially the, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're units of, of energy is, is generally what they are, but, but calories to, you know, when we talk about them in the context is just, the uh when you think about your your protein carbs and fats so let's say you're uh like so one one gram of of protein equals four calories one gram of carbohydrate equals four calories and one gram of fat equals nine calories so you know let's say you're having you know uh 130 grams of protein per day you times that by four and then let's say you're having 200 grams of carbs per day you would time that times that by four and then let's say you're having 60 grams of fat per day, you would times that by nine and you add all those up and that's going to give you your total caloric intake for the day. Now, calories are always king, but obviously you don't want to focus on just hitting a calorie target because you could just eat all carb- carbohydrates, no protein and no fat and hit your calorie target, right? You could eat all fat and no protein and hit your calorie target. So you can hit your calorie target just by consuming whatever, but it's obviously that ratio ratio of protein, carbs, and fats based off a few factors that leads up to your total caloric intake. But it's that total caloric intake that is going to uh, ultimately determine whether you're in a calorie surplus, you yeah. know, if you're trying to gain weight, a calorie deficit if you're trying to lose weight, or you know, at energy balance, which is you know neutral, which is basically you maintaining your weight. So calories are just a, 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 a unit uh, of, of measurement that we ultimately utilize to determine whatever phase you're going to be in and where your calorie total calories need to be set. Um, and then yeah. you've got your macros, so protein. Yep. yep. So protein's always, uh, you know, generally you can look at it, you know, as a rough rule of thumb, um, you know, based on your body weight. So one gram per pound of body weight or, or two, uh, um, one gram point uh, times 2.2 so kilo. I think you, so the range that Craig usually recommends is yeah. one, one about 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kilo. Per kilo. And you can usually take, take your, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, use your goal. Body use your goal weight, yeah. That's what I was, was leading to. Like, if you're yeah. if you're uh, you know, you're you're um, sixty kilos, you know, you can times that by two. They give you one hundred twenty uh, grams of protein, and that's a, a range. You know, people are like, oh, what should my protein really? I'm like, well, it is quite a decent range, and as Kitty said, between you know one point six to two point two grams is going to be beneficial for anyone, um, especially those who are weight training. If you're not weight training, you can have a little bit less than that, but, you know, generally you want to keep it a little bit higher just because there's, there's more benefits to just having more protein. Cause there's obviously a thermic effect that you get from eating, um, a certain amount of protein per day. Um, so, you know, and then obviously because that's based off your body weight, if you're someone who's, you know, hundred kilos or more, or, you know, like over 200 pounds, then just work out what your goal weight is going to be. So if you're hundred kilos and you want to be, 70. 70 kilos, yeah, you know, <laughs> times that by two, 140 grams, that's going to be fine. That's going to put you in fine range, yeah. you know. And a lot of time, like I've got some clients who like the, the higher end of the protein just because they enjoy yeah. eating a bit like more I protein. I 170 and... grams, which is at the higher end, but yeah. that's, and I, I actually track 
uh, collagen in mind too. So yeah. like there's two trains of thought there about the cock because it's not a complete protein. Mm. So some people say don't track it. Um, yes. But I think it is still calories. And I think whatever you do, just do it consistently, right? Yeah, exactly. Like be consistent. Exactly. So if you yeah. don't track it, don't track it consistently. If you do track it and you don't want more than 30% of your diet coming from um, collagen. Protein. Protein, protein sorry. Protein. Yes, yeah. yes, correct. Yeah. Um, and generally you would just always have your, your collagen with a complete protein source, you know, like having it in milk as a shake or, yeah. you know, maybe you have it with, with some meat or something like that. So, um, so yeah, so that's just basically how you, you, you work out your protein. You find that kind of range. If you're in a calorie deficit, um, yeah. you know, you're, you're a little bit more prone to muscle loss because you're in a little bit more of a catabolic state because that's what a calorie deficit is. It's a, it's a stressful state. It's more catabolic. Um, so generally keeping your protein at the higher end of that range generally makes sense. I think at a minimum, if you're in a caloric deficit, um, at least the two gram mark up to that 2.2 is, is probably mm. pretty good. Mm. Um, but if you're at maintenance or you're in a surplus, then you can kind of work out whatever range, you know, down to 1.6, whatever suits you. So yeah. that's a good way. So uh, then fat, would you say usually fat's 20 to 25% of total yeah, calories? Yeah. Look, I, I, well, 20 to 30%, you yeah. can go as high as 30%. Um, I, generally, it's going to be personal preference depending on what, you know, foods the person likes to eat. You know, if there's somebody who likes to eat foods, it's got a little bit more fat in it. Then, you know, just give them a little bit more fat in terms of their their macro range to work with. It makes sense because ultimately whatever you choose needs to be what you can adhere to every day. So if you choose yeah. a, a really low fat option, but you like eating foods that are a little bit more fat, it's probably not going to work out. So, and obviously fats, obviously nine calories per gram. So it's over yeah. double what protein and carbs. There's also no thermic effect from fat. It's only like a 1% thermic effect because your body doesn't need to do anything to break that down. So mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's no really kind of afterburn effect that you would get from that. So, you know, really fat should be a personal preference. However, you want to also take into consideration that if you're somebody who's lifting weights, uh, lifting weights is glycolytic in nature, which means it uses carbohydrates for fuel. So, you know, if you're training hard, you know, you want to be able to fuel those performances and also recover. That's all going to come from carbohydrates. So generally, you know, the way I sort of present it to people is like, let's just find a, a fat range that you can tolerate and you feel good on. But if we can, let's try and keep it on the, the lower end and try and put the rest of your calories towards carbohydrates because that's going to be better from a you know training perspective, a recovery perspective, which is then obviously going to lead to better body composition. So um, obviously, if you don't train, you don't need as much carbs. You can kind of play with that a little bit. But I think if you're trying to optimize body composition and performance, you know, trying to keep fats at a level that you can kind of maintain, a, you know, on the lower end. So then you can put the rest of your remaining calories towards carbohydrates. So basically you'd set the protein, set the calories, and then fat can make up 20 to 30% and then carbs 40 to 60%. Yep, exactly. Yep. That's generally how it works out. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, now let's talk about the different phases. So you've got a deficit, you've got maintenance or body recomposition, mm-hmm. and then you've got a surplus. Yep. So uh, I guess eating in a deficit would basically be slightly less than your body needs. So therefore you're losing body fat or yep. losing body weight. Yep. Eating at maintenance would be eating the same, the, like the, whatever calories you need to eat to maintain your current body weight or support mm-hmm. muscle gain and fat loss at the same time, mm-hmm. so body recomposition. And then a surplus, you'd be slowly gaining weight, ideally gaining muscle most yes. of it. Yes. Um, so they would be the three phases. So I guess it's like, um, 
you know, how do you first determine your maintenance calories? And I've heard you talk about some, there's some calculators out there, like uh, what's that one? Is it the TDE calculator or is that the one that you talk about? Like well, a cal- TDE is your total daily energy expenditure. But, yeah, is that? But, 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 but no, but like the, the, the easiest way to do it for, for most people is just take your body weight in pounds and times it by 10. That's going to give you like what a deficit kind of calories would be. And then you can go as high as 15. So uh, basically 15 would be for somebody who's super active. Like if you've got a, a latest so job. Let's you... let's... So you don't reckon any of those calculators as online calculators? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Most of, most of the online, yeah. If you just type into Google and type yeah. in online macro calculator. And you can yeah. put in your age, your weight, your activity levels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they all they all give yeah. you a starting base, point. you know, yeah. and, and I think this is this is the the biggest point to kind of hammer home about any of the online calorie and macro calculators is it's just to give you a starting base, right? It'll take into account your age, your height, your current body weight, your activity levels, mm. um, and then it might ask you what your preference is in terms of carbs and fats, mm. and then you hit enter, and then it goes, all right, start with these, and I think, and we we do something similar. Like we have our own calculator that that just takes in a, a few more metrics. Um, but essentially, what it's doing is giving us a starting point that we want you to adhere to for at least a two week period. Because what we're going to do is go, okay, based off your current activity levels and 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 you know like the the, the activity levels that we now want you to start aiming for in terms of like steps of daily movement per day. Here is the training program, and this is you know how we want you to lift and how many days and how many sets and all that you're going to, all this stuff is output. So we're going to go, okay, based off those things, we're going to start with this many calories, uh, this much protein, carbs, and fats, because let's say in this example, the person wants to lose weight. So that's those calories and macros that have been set are based off a deficit amount of calories. We then go, cool. Here's the plan. Excellent. I need you to stick to this for two weeks. And we're going to measure your, like you wake up, Every morning, you go to the bathroom before you eat or drink anything, you jump on the scales, you take your body weight. You repeat that for seven days, and then you add up all of your weights for those seven days, divided by seven, that will give you your weekly average. You then repeat that same process for week two, and then you can go, okay, from week one and week two, did my weight go up? Did it go down or stay the same? If it went down, we go, cool, by how much? If it's within generally as a rule of thumb, 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per week, we go, fantastic. That amount of calories, uh, and well, not so much the macros, but that amount of calories based on your output is exactly where we want it to be. Do not change anything. Do it again for another two weeks. So basically what you're saying is you're estimating the maintenance calories. Yes. And then you're testing it for two weeks to see what happens. So if you test Correct. it for two weeks and, you, and you, it's assuming that you're accurate, 100% accurate. Yes. Your weight and that stays, is the big point there. And your weight stays the same. Like I know now I'm eating about 28, 2900 and my weight's staying stable at 68. So that's about maintenance yep. or body because my lifts are still going up. Yep. Um, so if, if you were trying to lose weight and you stayed at that same weight for two weeks, you go, okay, cool. Now I'm going to drop off 10 to 15%. Is that Correct. a good starting point? 10 to 15%. Yes, absolutely. Yep. 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 Um, and then, um, uh, how long would you, do, would you usually run a deficit for before having a break? I guess well, it depends on the person who doesn't. Yes, it? it does depend on the person. So generally like, you know, if we're thinking about 0.5 to 1% of your body weight, we want to use a percentage because a percentage is a better way of calculating depending on your body weight. Cause if you just go, I want to learn, lose half a kilo a week. If you're like a 
63 kilo female, well, half a kilo a week's a lot. Mm. You know, that that that's a lot. But if you're 100 kilos, well, that's 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 not much. You could actually be losing that. So we use it as a percentage of your body weight to sort of determine that. So generally between 0.5 and 1% of your body weight is generally the, the happy medium. So anywhere between there is generally what we would consider a good rate of loss. We don't really want to be going any faster than that because that can set you up for a little bit more muscle loss. Plus, you're just going to kind of get some hunger cravings a little bit too quickly. And the reality is if we're thinking about a, a, you know, a loss of 0.5 to 1% body weight per week to make a significant difference in how your body composition is, you know, we really need to give that 12 to 16 weeks to, to work. Do you know, if you only do it for a few weeks, well, you're not going to lose that much. So 12 to 16 weeks, 16 weeks is generally the maximum that I would, would run anyone with that. And during that time, we just kind of assess, you know, like you, obviously you would be checking in every week and we're just going to go, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what, what's all your subjective measures like? Are we losing at a good rate? You know, how's your centimeters going? What's your training performance and recovery like? You know, there's, there's lots of things that we want to see and lots of questions we want to ask to make sure it's on point. If everything's good, yep, we just keep rolling on week to week. And then if the person's starting to feel, you know, uh, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit more food focused now, a little bit hungry, which is inevitable. The longer the diet goes on for, it's just, it's just, you know, the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Um, you know, sometimes I will use uh, like a refeed uh, for them, which is where I calculate what their, ma- their current maintenance calories is based off how much they've lost. And, you know, for, say for like Saturday and Sunday, okay, for Saturday and Sunday, we're going to put you back to maintenance calories, which is going to be this, which will be this much protein, carbs, and fats. And I just want you to eat a little bit more for those couple of days. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to jump in and talk about saturated clean casing because we are talking about macros. Um, and one particularly that I find women struggle to hit or they don't eat enough of is protein. So when women come into our program, we get them to track their food. What I often find is they're under eating protein and overeating fat. And then when they actually start to plan out their days, they'll often say to me, oh, Kitty, you know, I'm really struggling to hit my protein target. So I think clean casing is just a great thing to have in the cupboard to help you bump up your protein. It can be used to make smoothies. You can do it in, you can add it to yogurt. You can make hot chocolates, um, iced chocolates. And we've actually got quite a few cool things that you can make um, with it in our recipe book. So clean casing uh, is basically a protein powder that well it's made from the main protein in milk um, which is naturally concentrated in cheeses and well-strained uh, yogurt so um, it can be especially useful taken before bed because it's slow digesting so what I find a lot of clients report back is that when they include say like a hot chocolate or some you know with the clean casein or a clean casein ice cream that they sleep through the night because what it does is it keeps your blood sugar uh, stable during the night, keeps you fueled so that those stress hormones don't rise and then um, you wake up. Uh, it's also great in smoothies. Today I had uh, full cream milk with frozen mango, clean casein and maple syrup. It was bloody amazing. Sometimes I'll have it in my post-workout shake. So an easy thing to have is chocolate milk with milk. Um, I just use low fat or skim milk after training. Then I'll add in the casein, some sugar or maple syrup and some cocoa powder. And then I'll have some starchy carbs as well. So one thing I like to eat is rice pudding because it's easy. 
Um, so you can eat, you can also put it into yogurt to, you know, bump up protein there. And where I think it's particularly useful is say you've mapped out your day and your food tracker and, and you're like, oh shit, I've only got, you know, 10 grams of protein I need to bump up. And sometimes it can be really hard if you increase other protein sources, you'll also increase the fat or the carbs. So it can be a great way just to like bump up your protein. For example, you know, um, I had a day where I needed 10 more grams of protein. So I just put um, 10 grams of casein powder um, sprinkled over my ice cream at night. And that meant that I hit my um, hit my protein target. So the other thing I really love about it is it's really clean. So it's from grass-fed cows, Australian cows. It's 100% casein. There's nothing else added. So what you'll find in a lot of other casein powders is that they're loaded with other crap ingredients, preservatives, additives, um, you know, anti just ton of shit. You know, turn over any tub in the in the supermarket or a supplement store, and there's probably a list, you know, of about ten ingredients. Um, you can also make things with the casein, so you can bake with it. It's quite good for baking. So when you buy it, you'll get our recipe book. Um, which has some awesome uh, recipes in it. So, yeah, I think it's just a really great addition to have in your pantry if you're struggling to hit your protein or just want to bump up your daily protein needs or if you want to have a before-bed snack that's going to help you sleep through the night. So I will pop a link in the show notes uh, so you can check it out and you can use discount code KITTY in capitals, K-I-T-T-Y-0-5 for 10% off the clean casein and all saturated products. Let's get back to the podcast. Now, there's been lots of debate over uh, refeeds and if the, you know, a lot of people believe for a long time that if you were uh, you were dieting for a while and your metabolism was sort of downregulated because you were losing quite a bit of weight, which is, you know, ultimately what happens, uh, that having a refeed would then stoke your metabolic fire and, you mm. know, everything would would fire back up and, you know, that would help, help you continue with your uh, with your weight loss. But what we actually know now is it, it doesn't really do that. What it does do is obviously um, give you more energy. So as you have more energy come in, you just feel better and you end up moving more as a consequence. And with some people, we've seen them where we're going, okay, we're going to take you back to maintenance and then they check in the next week and we, we see those couple of days where we give them more food, their weight drops off like, you know, by, by quite a bit. And they're like, oh my God, this really works. And it's like, well, what else were you doing during that time? You know, it's just like, are you eating more food and you just felt more energetic? You're putting better. I, I always noticed though, we're not like eating in a surplus or yep. maintenance. We've got way more energy than obviously in a yep. deficit. Yeah, yeah so, just, just, just to move I on. I think so. though sometimes like having that break is just a mentally a break, right? Yes, you know, like, 100%. There's no physical, like it just no, mentally no, 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 gives no, you that, a break and then yeah, you can go. Yeah, that, that, and, and sometimes we don't see that, you know, like when, when we give people a refeed, I just sort of say, look, expect your weight potentially to fluctuate up just because you're consuming more carbohydrates. You just got more glycogen, water storage and that sort of thing. Just more gut matter because you're just eating a bit more food. But I'm like, it's nothing other than just body stuff. It's not fat or anything you can't do that in two days so you know it's 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 generally just more of a psychological break of just going okay you've been dieting for seven weeks or something like that and you're starting to get some hunger cues you know maybe you've got a bit of an event on this weekend it's your kid's birthday or something it's like okay we're crazy but just eat at maintenance well yeah Yeah. we would set the macros and you would still eat within that but it just gives you a a, you know a little bit more freedom to to eat a little bit more food so we would do that and then you know literally from that monday we would get back to our normal um deficit calories and you would continue up towards that 16 week mark 
I think too, you know, for a lot of the women that we work with and I can speak from experience is when you've been going through that that cycle of restrict, 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 then binge, then binge, mm. can I think be really good to just either sit at maintenance or just a little bit below maintenance, like 10% yes. and really focus on getting strong in the gym, you yep. know, changing your body composition, you know, allowing your body to get more of those nutrients in, you know, and just sitting, like I know, know for me, I was like, oh, wow, it's really just good to get out of that because otherwise you keep going back to that binge restrict cycle. So just eating more food consistently and knowing that you don't always have to be starving yes. and that you can really perform hard in the gym because, you know, a lot of the women we work with aren't advanced lifters. So they can lose, they can build muscle in a small calorie deficit, um, mm. you know, and actually change their body composition. I think sometimes, you know, it, again, it depends on the woman. Like if you're really tiny, you know, like let's say you're 50 fucking kilos, there's only way you can go is up. you got to eat in a surplus and build muscle. Yeah. But, you know, if you're sort of in that mid-range, it can be really good to just sit at maintenance and work on body recomposition and build more muscle because so many women are under-muscled. And that we talk about this all the time. I, and even I just noticed it myself, like when I'm eating like these high calories, I can really push hard in my training. Mm-hmm. And that recovery process, like the next day, even though I'm not training, I'm so hungry. Like, especially after I do, it's like a, you know, heavy RDLs because your body needs nutrients and and calories to actually repair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we see that these women, it's like, wow, they're eating more food and still, lo- and that's why it's important to do centimeters. Like, you know, measure, measure your yes. measurements as well. And you've yeah. got to give it, give it time. So, um, and I think too, if you're a woman who has very severe issues, like hormonal issues, digestive issues, a lot of stress going on in, in her life. Like I think eating at maintenance can be really good for a mm, bit. I agree. Because it allows you to get the nutrients and energy your body needs to cope with the stress and heal. Because a lot of, I especially think with digestive issues, I'm like, women are just fucked. They're stressed. They're so stressed from years of undereating yes. and restricting that they need the nutrients and their body needs that energy to actually heal um, they don't need to gain weight. I'm not saying gain weight, but just, you know, sit there at maintenance, build some muscle, you know, enjoy eating the food. Yeah, no, I, and it's a really good point. It's it's quite interesting. You know, obviously a lot of the clients we get, we, we, we you know, we don't get, you know, super athletes with us. We're getting people who, you know, want to get in better shape. You might've had some training experience, but for for nine out of 10 clients, the, you know, the biggest thing that they're missing is, is an actual decent amount of muscle. Yeah, and, undernourished. Yeah, that's right. And you know, often I, I try to explain to people, it's just like, look, if you're thirty percent body fat and you want to go down to twenty percent body fat, that's the same as going from seventy percent lean body mass up to eighty percent lean body mass, right? The only difference is one way you're because you're just thinking about fat loss, fat loss, fat loss is just to starve yourself and starve yourself, and hopefully it all comes off. Or the other way is eat more food, actually build some muscle, like a legitimate amount of muscle and see the body recomposition Mm. phase, you know, happen in the fact that you lose a whole bunch of centimeters and your body fat comes down as a result of you actually building muscle. And for most people, it's, it's generally a better way to do it because in that initial phase, that first 16 weeks, you know, and, and this is something, um, you know, Libby kind of likes to use, she refers to it as a primer phase, which is, you know, what um, a, a few people in the industry kind of refer to. And the primer phase is essentially priming your body to get ready for, you know, um, everything that's about to happen, say, like through a building phase. So your primer phase is about setting all the good habits, prepping your food, tracking your food, eating your food, starting to get into a better 
bedtime routine, you know, laying off the alcohol for a while, like really starting to engage in the steps, getting sunlight every day. So you're doing all of these things to start creating this, these new habits, this new identity, this, I'm creating this athletic version of myself, not that this, mm. you know, other version of myself that I don't like, right. I'm doing all these things. So I, I kind of use our recomp phase as the same thing for people. It's just like, well, instead of dieting you, let's work out what your maintenance calorie is and sit there. Let's get you in the gym and really like start training to grow muscle. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, if you're a beginner, you don't need to do a lot. You just, what you need to get good at is the execution of the movements and understand how to train with enough effort to, to, to stimulate growth, but you don't need to do a lot of work for your three days a week for a lot of people is, is more than enough. And for some people, that's all the time they've got, but you can absolutely do that. So it's sort of like, let's just eat to fuel these training gains so that your lean body mass starts going up. And then once you get to a certain point and we've got a bunch of strength standards that we use to kind of, you know, understand where a person's at. And then let's just say they get there and they're still, you know, like, oh, I still want to lose another, you know, eight to 10 kilos or whatever, you know, and it's just like, well, you're not going to build that much muscle to lose that much. At that point, that's where a calorie deficit makes sense. But in, instead of, going straight into trying to lose that for starters, we try and go, well, what you're actually missing through this whole piece is a decent amount of muscle. So let's focus on building that because getting in the gym and training when you're eating enough food is actually quite a good thing. Most people feel better, but they got to improve on a lot of those habits. And then once they've built the prerequisite muscle and they've got their list to a certain standard, mm. we can then reassess and kind of go, okay, well, how are you feeling? Where would you like to be? No, I still want to lose another five guys. I still want to lose. Another. Okay, cool we've got your training on point. You've, you've spent enough time now building this muscle. Now mm. we just need to focus on the caloric deficit, get the total body weight off while still continuing to build in the gym, or at least even maintain the lifts that you built up to this point. Then it's just the calorie deficit. You know, you maintain the muscle, like what, what builds the muscle maintains the muscle. So nothing would need to change from a training perspective or the, the lifts that you're doing anything that would just stay the same. And you would just let the food, drop the body weight down and that's how ultimately how you get there. But I think a recomp phase for a lot of people to start kind of makes the most sense. Even if you've got a lot of weight to lose, because it's, it's about getting to eat more food and create all those habits, which are so key to making this all work in the long term. you know, and I, I would argue that a lot of people don't build great habits going into a fat loss phase straight off the bat. Um, Cause it's know, hard. Like when you're eating hard. a deficit, yeah. it's hard. Like every time I do it, I'm like, Craig always laughs at me. Laughs at me because I fucking hate it. And yeah. Leah, like, but well, I just did three weeks, and at the end of three weeks, like, nah, that's it. I'm at the end of this deficit now. I'm like ready yeah, to you go. Don't have much to lose, you know. Very, very true. And also, do I like training really hard as well? I like to really improve my yeah. performances, and I don't like not being able to train hard and have that yes. energy. Yes. And I don't like being hungry. Um, yes. you know, but I think obviously I don't have a lot, ton of fat stores to tap into. I'm reasonably lean already. Yeah. But right. I think, you know, um, if you can spend more time getting stronger, building up your maintenance calories, when it time, yeah. comes time to diet, yeah. it's a very easy process. Yeah. Like I remember back in the day when I um, did some fitness comps and I didn't train like I train now and I was not strong. Like I was like 60 kilos or 62 kilos and I just trained like an asshole, you know, like running around the gym doing box jumps and heaps of cardio and I did it the first time, dieted down to like 54 kilos, got really lean. And then I just rebounded massively, of course, because I binged. And then when I was like just it stuck in this terrible cycle of 
binging and purging and taking laxatives. I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to compete again so I can get lean again. So I did it, but I had to do more cardio and eat less and yeah. I didn't get as lean as I did the first time. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, know, you lost so much of your muscles yeah. and the metabolic rate slowed down and then yeah. you tried to do it again. And it was yeah. just like, well, you know, you idiot. that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I think, you know, like it's, and obviously this way is slow, but you've got to ask yourself, you know, what's slower? Slower is spending the next 10 years going from quick fix diet to quick fix diet. It is about yeah. making lifestyle changes and things that you can stick to for the rest of your life. So I think, Training three days a week is, you know, minimum is totally sustainable. Doing some steps every day, planning and prepping your food. And, you know, like we say, once you get to maintenance, maintenance is range. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I went out on the weekend for my birthday with the girls and I had cocktails and we went out for lunch and my weight stayed the same. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't track all those food. I didn't track the drinks, you know. Um, So it's put the work in and build the foundation Yes. And then you will have that freedom later on, but you just have to do it to start with, but it's totally worth it. Trust me. It is worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it in the end when you, when you learn the skills and you, and you, and you do all these things to the point where they become so effortless and, mm. and natural for you that, you know, it, it's really not a stress anymore. It is freedom. And, you, you know, I think, you know, for clients over time they're like i've been putting in the work i've been doing anything i'm just not seeing the result and it's just like they believe that it's them and it's their body it's just not responding and that is never ever the case it's never ever the case it's it's there is a level that you need to go to in terms of those behaviors and habits um that if you're not seeing results then you're just not going to that level you know and you know i've I've been creamed a little bit on social media for sort of saying that. And people are like, you don't understand me. I don't understand body. And I'm like, no, but I understand that you're a human and our physiology is the same. Yes, there are considerations at times, but they're relatively small considerations. And I think those considerations, like if you're super stressed yeah, and you're, you know, like you're, you know, you've, you've got these big rocks that you, you can't really remove, you know, within your life. Well, you have to accept that, yeah, your progress is just going to be slow. Like, and there's just yeah. nothing that you can do about that until some circumstances some change. Yeah. But you, 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 that's just something that you have to accept and just go, look, any progress is better than where I am now. And this has to be a journey, not a destination. You know, I'm, this is something that I'm changing and these habits are something that I'm going to instill the, for, for me for the rest of my life. So, you know, if it doesn't happen in two weeks or two months, you know, that's okay because you've, got the rest of your life to continue to do this. And that's, if you well, look at it like happy, this. You've got to be happy how you are. <laughs> like, yeah, but that, I mean, that's always easier said than done with with obviously, you know, social media and stuff. But there's there's a level of acceptance that like, this is what I'm prepared to do for the rest of my yeah. life. It's not like yeah. I'm just going to do this for a period of time and then go. Yeah, but I think like myself. if you like, if you really still want to keep going out drinking and just eating shit food and not, you know, like you have to go, okay, like so funny, like it's my parents. Well, you know, it's, a, it's an identity shift. Like, you know? But my dad, you know, always, my dad says like to it. us all the time, he's like, I would rather live a shorter life. Yeah. They really love alcohol. Oh. <laughs> they love it. But they're yeah. like, look, we, and oh, actually, it was so funny. Our cousin was here, Jono from France. He's a lawyer. And he was just talking about people in France, France and how they just love to drink and smoke. And they're like, oh, we don't care. We, we'll live a short life, but a good life, you know, to them, you know, drinking and smoking. So it's like, well, yeah. you know, if you, if you, if you're yeah, happy, if you want to do those things, 
you just got to accept that your body's going to look like it's going to look and just be okay with it. Or you might not have great sleep or, you know, hormonal yeah. imbalances. You've got to decide what's more important. Do yes. you want to improve those things? And, you know, look, I don't think getting shredded is going to make you happy, but being at a healthy body fat, having some muscle, sleeping well, you know, having a normal cycle, no menopausal symptoms, just having energy and feeling good and excited about things is a, you'll you'll like that like that that's what you want and i think coming from someone who's a big drinker and drug taker and you know party animal it is better feeling like this trust me it's worth we, it we see our neighbor who's like that now <laughs> yeah. i was just like he's a legend know, by the way he's, he's such a good guy wonderful guy but, you know, it's it. like a like a tuesday morning you know <laughs> we're taking the dogs for a walk at 5 30 in the morning and <laughs> he's just getting home i'm like dude it's tuesday Oh, yeah, I've got to slow down a little bit, you know. Like, I don't know how he functions, you know. Same. But he's so conditioned. He's so piss fit. Yeah, he absolutely That's is. That's what we say. He's so piss fit. But, you know, I think, yeah, you've got to – and, look, I know it's challenging learning how to track and learning all this stuff at the start, but, you know, you just got to push through. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Fail forward. You know, just say to yourself, like, I'm not good at this yet, but I will get it because I guarantee that you'll get it and you can do it. It's just like Tetris, right? Like, and if you, like I said before, if you've got kids, you can totally learn how to do this. And once you nail it, it will be really, really freeing. So maybe quickly finish off. So surplus is built for muscle building and and like, so probably more so for people who are leaner like me or women who are, you know, we've got some women in our program that have done some diet phases, got quite lean and now they're doing muscle building phases. So they're eating in a small surplus. Would you say like three to 10%? of maintenance calorie surplus if you're doing a muscle building phase yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's small fine. right Just, like small. yeah look generally but, like uh, from a muscle building perspective one percent of your body weight per month is yeah, so if you're 60 it's much. kilos so it's not might, much you yeah. might gain like three or four hundred grams in a month you know, hundred grams yeah. a week yeah so it's yeah, small or, or something so, like that yeah again yeah. it's a percentage so it depends on the size yeah. of the person but yeah generally that way that over like a four or five month period if you've gained you know three four five kilos if you've done it right and you've, you've aligned those calorie increases with your training progress yeah. then you should have just put on lean muscle and you should be looking really yeah. good but it's it's small though don't you reckon like i think a lot of people small. overshoot it and i've done it no it's small i've done it yeah so you've got to you know i'm sort of tracking it a bit more closely now because well, like, well your, your your output you know like like anna for example you know oh, she, yeah, the she averages like nearly twenty thousand steps a day so yeah, yeah she's she's 60 kilo female eating three thousand calories a day yeah, yeah. You know? like, but she's super active obviously like oh i was just like my metabolism i'm like no she's, she's very would. active she trains like a savage but she's also very yeah. very active do you know and yeah. it's just like for, for most other people that's just too much food because you're just is, not that is. active so and that's why yeah. measuring it and tracking it and then looking at the data you know yes. like I've been sort of sitting around 28 yesterday. I had a big training day, so I ate an extra 100 calories. I just jump on the scales every day. Look at my weight. Yeah. What's it doing? You know? Yeah. And it's just staying within that small range yeah. um, and just making sure that my gradually my lifts are going up, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So that's it, guys. Calories and macros. And if you're completely new or you've been listening for a while and you want to jump in and do it, grab our seven-day Eat More, Train Less, Get Results challenge. Um, so we purposely built this for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories or carbs or dairy and all the good yummy foods, which you just don't need to do. Um, and we developed it after years of uh, working with women to help them, you know, feel good and restore their metabolism and eat more food. 
and train in a way that builds muscle um, and supports their metabolism. Um, and unlike other programs, it's a real holistic approach. So providing you everything you need to know for long-term success, so more energy, stable moods, better sleep, good digestion, balanced hormones, and sustainable body composition and weight loss. Um, so you get a full meal plan, workout plan, food list, um, two training programs with video exercise libraries. One you can do at home, one you can do at the gym, advanced supplement guide, um, a Facebook page, and of course, educational videos around why we do what we do. So it's a one-off payment of $27 Australian lifetime access. We've got clients all over the world in the program. So I'll pop the link in the show notes. So grab that one. We've got videos on there on how to use my fitness power. So teach you how to track and some starting um, macro guides in there as well. Uh, And I hope that was uh, helpful and we'll be back again next week. 